Und ja, and welcome to the South Road Boys. How are you, my friend, Troy Boy? How are you? I'm good. I'm fantastic. Thanks for asking. Fantastic. Fantastic. Really? Is that what you get at a craft center? Und ja, it's what a, you a get fantastic. there. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm trying not to... A, not a normal stitch. No, a fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to take it in my German mouth. <laughs> okay. Right. No, I haven't gone crazier than what you may think. Yeah, I think you might just maybe you've gone across that line. You know what, though? Mm. But it means that we will not have sex now. <laughs> because you Does know rule really? number one, don't stick your dick in crazy. Not even the shuck and the cockin'? <laughs> no, not even the shuck and the cockin'. Yeah. No. <laughs> Is that a German submarine? Yeah. yeah I thought so. It was captain by Sean Connery. <laughs> the shuck and the cockin'. <laughs> Um, no, I bring this up, and the only reason I have oh. done my very, very poor German accent... I thought you were just being a dick. You've oh, actually no, there, got meaning for being a dick. No, there's a reason. Wow, it's... A reason for the season, mate. Jeez, we're 189 episodes in, and finally... <laughs> there's a reason. You've got context with what you do. <laughs> finally. 189 episodes. Happy to 189 me. weeks. And finally, Joe made it says, you know what? I'm going to do voices with context. <laughs> well done. Well played, you. Now, the reason why, my friend. Yes, give me your context. I bring this up is my wife is an encourager. She always is an encourager. That's it's- the worst superhero name ever. <laughs> she is the encourager. <laughs> she she comes to motivate. She stands on the street corner and says, you can do it. <laughs> well done, you. Good job. Well done. Well played. No, so whenever- second place is good enough. <laughs> You're a good trier. You tried your best. <laughs> no, uh, so Fuck, I hate this whenever whenever my wife and I have attended things in public, for example, we in public in pu- we go out together in public. She admits she's with you. Oh, I'm so impressed by that. Well, hang on. I don't admit I'm with you. Well, hang on. We don't do video. We do audio. <laughs> exactly. I tell people you're a really deep voiced, attractive woman. I'm a bot. <laughs> I am one step away from a Jillian, Jillian Anderson. Anderson's distant second cousin. <laughs> exactly. I've got the red hair. <laughs> Gary Anders. Gary Anders. <laughs> distant second cousin. So whenever we've attended somewhere, like we went to Disneyland or people will get there and say we're after a volunteer. Oh, Yes. I know that you do this. <laughs> and my wife goes, no, no, you go. I'll take pictures. Yep. And like some sort of amnesia puppy dog, I go, yeah, that's a fucking great idea. See, for her, because it's like a show within a show. Correct. <laughs> it's great. And she gets rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> it's multi-serving, and it obviously just amuses her. So I volunteer, and I go up and whatever. Anyway, so just recently she said to me, you know what? I reckon you'd make a really good thespian. Because I love chicks. <laughs> and she I'm said, not even going to make a joke about it. No, no, fair no. enough. Well played. Great restraint. Yeah. And she said, there's an amateur theatre production going on, holding open auditions. I reckon you should try out for that. And I've gone, oh, sounds like a great idea. <laughs> because I did theatre when I was in my younger days. You did. Now and we've also spoken about that. You know, the people that listen to this podcast, like from day dot. They've got a lot to answer for. They know a lot about both of us, so. Yeah, fair enough. Probably more than most. More than I do. More than they needed to. (laughs) More than they wanted wanted to. to. (laughs) (laughs) 
But yes, we do understand. Look, the the great Grand Howe was involved in one of your previous well, that was useful a, experiences. That was a that was a school production. Mm. This the last time I that did, was Rocky Horror Show, wasn't it? Off memory, no, that was the no? <laughs> the breakout sensation of Bats. Oh, Bats, that's right, <laughs> Bats the musical. It was so it started that kind of woo kind of thing going on. <laughs> Um, bats, bats. It was a musical. Anyway, it's not even about cricket. No, um, but it was written by the Twelfth Man. So she bats. She bats. No, is that, <laughs> that's no, Ricky Zoll? Martin. Yeah. yeah, sorry, he wasn't even born then. Probably when I did that show. <laughs> that's how old I am. Anyway, the last time I did uh, a theatre production, I trod the boards, was for the bicentenary. 1988. Really? Wow. <laughs> I was. What in, was it then? It was called the Bush Ranger. Of course it was. Who sneezed. Really? True story. Were you wearing your like metal bucket helmet at the time? No, but I did have to wear a fake brown beard. Okay. <laughs> Funny enough, my character the was called- The only beard you've ever had. I was called Brownbeard. Brownbeard, really? <laughs> it was, It was. look, it was the hijinks and shenanigans of right. Australian bushrangers. Okay. And and all the fun and- Wasn't a serious thespian production. No, look, it wasn't Shakespeare in the Park. Right. <laughs> Um, but it was close. Okay. It was close. And anyway, so I did that and I did a couple of a Steadfords and stuff like that. And he, look, braggy time, braggy time. Right. Have the floor. Have the, at one point in time, I was crowned, it probably wasn't crowning, but I'm going to say crowned the best under 18 actor in a Devonport of Steadford. Joe Mather. Thank you very much. Now that's a very. How many people under the age of 18 were in this? Look, I would. Now, not to degrade this award. No, I'm not bringing it down. Yeah. But I would say two, three million, maybe. Okay, probably a little bit less than that. Right, because that seems like a big show. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, Northwest Coast of Tassie. Yeah. In the late 80s. Yeah, okay, yeah. So 88, we're talking. Obviously. No, no. Later. I probably did. Oh, this was po- sorry, maybe this is 89. Post that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Oh, maybe 200. Right, okay. Possibly 20. Right, okay. <laughs> now, so 20, so is that a firm number? No. Uh, look, it'll be around that number. Right, okay. We'll go with that. Anywhere between, a solid 20. Between 20 and 200, right. I would say. Okay. Probably edging maybe 50. Yeah, 50 look, is probably Okay, what number. I'm getting to, though, it's a true number. It's a real number. It's a real award. And yeah. for that, I actually got a plaque. And on that plaque was the Motley Crew. Happy, sad face. Oh, yes. You know, it's very theatery or yep. whatever. Anyway, so I thought, the fuck, that sounds like a bloody it's good idea. History of Joe's theatrics. I, I know. This. So I thought that was a great idea. And the thing that got me sucked in the most was that the stage production that is being put on is from a TV show mm-hmm. called A Low Low. Which, look, you cannot, have, you cannot be someone in their 40s. Mm. And not have had an experience with a lower low oh, when you were very younger. Dear, very, it, very dear to a lot of people. It was a hearts. staple to our youth. It was either that or Hogan's Heroes. You know, anything that took fun of the Germans and the Nazis. Yes. We were into. Anyway, so for those people who don't know, <laughs> a lower low is set in wartime, World War II, wartime France, in a cafe run by Rene um, and his wife. Um, and he's got. Two waitresses who he's having an affair with both of. Of course he is. He's he's a man's man. <laughs> he's a man's man. He's hiding a famous painting for the Germans, which is the Fall of Madonna with the big boobies. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're going to sell it after the war. 
but he's also hiding British airmen for the resistance from the Germans, and all that time the Gestapo was around. So it, it says comedy. Yeah. Nothing says fun like the Gestapo. There's a few balls being juggled in the air. It is. And Rene, mm. quite frankly, if anyone finds out what he's doing, he's going to be shot. So I've rocked up to my audition on Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, you and I both know that I have a greater inflated sense of my accents. <laughs> Probably, Yeah, look, you do like them, I must admit. And look, I'll, I'll show a little bit of credit where credit is mm-hmm. to you. Oh, here we go. I'm, I'm normally impressed. Oh, there you go. Oh, thank you very much. Thank because you. I can't do them for shit. No. <laughs> so anything that you do in comparison is phenomenal. So it's a low bar. Yeah, so so from where I'm looking, mm. you're amazing. Thanks, mate. You're like really a appreciate. god of accents. <laughs> I'm like the Michael Winslow of our time. <laughs> Definitely. So how does that compare to, to the, the reality? folk? <laughs> well, okay. To so, those who tread the boards, <laughs> to those who hang their heads high. For the Tony Award yes, receivers of the world. You know, that they can recite an entire chapter of a novel word mm. for word and never lose pace. Yeah, no. How does your accent compare to those? Well, the good thing was it was a one-on-one with the director and myself. Now, I've walked in probably a little bit more self-confident than maybe I should have, (laughs) going, well, I've got one French accent that I do, and I'm quite happy with that. You know, vous parlez français, bonjour, my name is Jopé. How are you? I want to shag your wife. (laughs) Right, so there's that. So I was quite comfortable with that. I said- I'm glad you're comfortable with saying yeah. I want to shag your wife. Yeah. Good start. I said, my Italiano accent sounds a little bit racist <laughs> and a bit Luigi. But you know what? It's the theatre. People will yep. come to their own conclusions. And then, of course, then you've got, as we said, the German accent, well, which is very sexual. Well, I've got two German accents. One's my... And it is my angry German accent. And then the other one is a bit more calm. <laughs> I think a bit more camp covers it. And it's so mean, fucking camp, there's tents set up. <laughs> like, seriously, dude. It's more mine camp. <laughs> <laughs> That's how camp it is. Anyway, so the, the the audition process is you sit down, have a chat with the director. Mm-hmm. Might have mentioned that I do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, that's going to put you in high stead straight away. Well, hang on. No, we do an unscripted, no agenda, no fucking AID podcast for almost four years. True. That's got to count for at least something. It means we're fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> most yeah. people would have given up. What was that TV show that used to be on that was unscripted? Um, what's... What's, whose line is it anyway? Whose line is it anyway, yeah. Which is very much a theatre sports type of game. Very much so. So we we like the podcast of that. We like a radio podcasting theatre yeah, sports. We don't know whose line it is. We don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't even know what accent you're using half the time. <laughs> is it English? <laughs> it's all French to me. Exactly. Uh, anyway, so I rocked up and I had a chat with the director and I said, oh, you know, these are the ones. And he said, fine. Can I ask, what's it... Who, not who's what's the director like when you walk into the room? I mean, is this someone that's just it could be someone sitting on a park bench outside Kmart, just a general person? Could it be someone like in a suit? Is it someone who's there with like a, a long beard, a bit of a hat, and a pipe? Oh, no, you know? not look. If you were to look at him, big shout out to Jeff if you're listening, and I'm sure you are, uh, doesn't exude flamboyant theater, right? This is my life, just. An average okay. guy who was very pleasant 
Are you sure it wasn't because someone's sitting in there and you've walked up and assumed <laughs> with your confidence? I'm in the wrong director. room. I'm in the wrong room. He just happened to have pictures of the cast of a lower low behind him, yeah. and I've jumped to a conclusion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've gone through the big conversation. You finally left, and he's like, "I just commanded to get away from the wife." I yeah. I'm, I'm here to empty the bins. <laughs> I'm here to open the canteen. <laughs> exactly. I've just, I, I just popped the urn on. That's all I'm I here for. I wasn't even meant to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Jeff so was Jeff. Jeff was a lovely guy. He was he was very uh, open about who he was and his experience and wanting to do the show and and it's great. Talks me through the timelines. He goes, "This is what we're going to do. We're going to read you, a, get you to read a couple of the characters." Now, what they wanted was the people who are in this play to vaguely physically represent the characters from the show. Okay. So one of the ones that I was... It's not a podcast. This is a visual show. Correct. It's Mm. not just theatre of the mind. It's actual theatre. Oh, damn it. I know. So one of the ones that I did want to do, there's a a character called, I think it's Crabtree, who is a British man pretending to be a French gendarme or policeman. Who speaks very bad French. Right. And he's famous for saying, good morning. Oh, that's that guy. Yeah. Right. Yes, I was I pissing Bazidur and I heard two shits fire from a goon. Mm. Um, so I was never going to be that part because that person has to be the tallest person in the room. Right. Now, I'm only six foot, but I'm never going to be the tallest person in a room. What you should have done was pick out the tallest person, punch him in the face. Mm-hmm. Keep on punching until I'm the tallest, the tallest person. Thank you. Yeah, fair enough. Or it's I could always have a way, man. You know, if you want something badly enough, find a way. Or I could have put the Tom Cruise lifts in. Oh, we could have done that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, perspective. Hmm. Now, my problem is, well, sorry, <laughs> one of my many problems Thank is. Thank you for clarifying, yes. <laughs> do you remember an erotic reading roulette that we did oh, where shit. we read... Burning desires or burning wow. urges. This is a shame that the director, the only episode he's listened to, happened to be that episode. <laughs> well, no, I don't think. And and the episode, what we were doing is we were reading these books, and it gives you who's saying it. And I decided to start off doing a Kiwi accent. That's right. Yes, I started Gangbusters. Yep. And then I had to concentrate on reading. Yeah, that's right. And the accent disappeared. Yep, over time it left. Oh, it fucking yeah. left the building more than <laughs> more than Elvis. Well, so to start off with I read for Renee. And I did my French accent and I read the little bit of the script and and it, I think it went okay. Yep. It wasn't my best effort, but you know what? I think he got a general idea. Right. The next one he got me to read was for the Italian, mm-hmm. which seemed slightly racist. But, you know, he didn't seem overly perturbed by it. Right. Which is great. Probably doesn't like Italians. <laughs> Who does? Who does? Let's be honest. Exactly. Mamma mia! Jesus. <laughs> anyway, so then I started reading the Germans. There was an angry German, and then there was the slightly camp German. And I went, great, I've got one of both. <laughs> I ended up, after about three words, sounding like I was from Ukraine. <laughs> or, or as Russian as Sean Connery, my German accent <laughs> goose-stepped all the way out the door and there was nothing that I could do to retrieve it. I'm like, come on, come on, German accent. And, and I kept on saying, Und ja. and then that was it. It just compl- and, and then I was a bit more, das I'm like, that's not it. And I had to look at it and I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just, I completely lost it. I cannot retrieve what I believe is my German accent. 
Okay, I can't so get can it back. I ask you a question here? Because you've explained how you do this to me before. You normally have a few words that you use to get yourself to an accent point. Correct. You couldn't find those words again to get you back? I tried. And it wouldn't work. And I got there, and then I started to read, and it disappeared again. Well, so if you're just essentially like we're doing now, yes. just taking the piss, you can just go bang, bang, bang. Once you are, I can speak like this, yeah. it's fine. But if you've actually <laughs> got to read text, it's the, concentration. the brain changes how it comes out because you're thinking about the text, not the accent. And I think what it is, it's left brain, right brain. Yeah. I think one side of my brain is being the creative, which is doing the accent, yep. and then the words just happen because they can be bullshit. No one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. And the other one is very analytical. I'm reading, so I want to stay you on the script. Right. Yep. And I think that I'm not smart enough, and it just disengages the creative part. It's probably not that you're not smart enough. You probably never really had to do it. No, and I think because you don't accent with what you read, you accent just with and fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's generally the same shit. Or if you're trying to deceive women out of money. Correct. You know. <laughs> Either or. Hello, baby. Why don't you give me the money, huh? Um, so I just, I think if I probably knew the script and memorized it and wasn't reading it, yes, then I would new. probably be able to do it. But let's put it this way. I'm not expecting a callback. Right. <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Jeff was very generous by saying, thank you for your time. They call him generous, Jeff. They do. It's it's actually, it's his license plate. (laughs) (laughs) Generous. Generous. (laughs) With a J, because the G was taken. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I don't think that's going to be, I don't think you'll see me treading the boards anytime soon, unfortunately, mate. But I had to bring up that moment of complete embarrassment. I've got to say, I'm very impressed that you did it. And I actually mean that. I'm not trying to actually make a joke. Oh, okay. This is serious, Troy. All right, done. Um, the fact that I know essentially you are a fairly confident person. Oh, yeah. Um, but still the fact that you put yourself out there to do something new that you haven't done for decades. 1988. And also, and also a very sake. different league now too. Yeah. Like doing something as a kid is very different to doing something as an adult. Because he's only surrounded by people that have probably done this for years and love doing it. Yes. And and they're like, this new little fucker who does a whatever fucking a podcast is. Yeah, whatever He's not coming is. in and taking my fucking place. There wasn't I've been any working on French for 17 <laughs> years for this one moment. I lived in a chateau, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I am dedicated in the south to the role. I lived in the Bordeaux region, for God crying out loud. Right. This little fucking ginger prick that comes in with his dumb fucking <laughs> T-shirts with his acronyms and fucking funny accents <laughs> and all the rest and reckons because he does one hour a week <laughs> of voice <laughs> shit that he can be on the stage <laughs> and be a fucking, just run a fucking acting sermon to the masses... <laughs> Will not go down on my watch, ladies and gentlemen. Sacre bleu. <laughs> I even wear the beret. Hello, hello is goodbye, good goodbye. fucking goodbye. Au revoir, au revoir. Mm. Yeah, but no, so, mate, I am impressed. Uh, look, you do have to stretch yourself and, and occasionally go out of your comfort zone, and, and that's definitely what this was. I, I was expecting myself to be better. <laughs> Unfortunately, I put a higher... I have a higher opinion of myself than the actual reality, <laughs> which if you've listened, if this is episode 189, you've already known this for about 188 episodes. So <laughs> there's no surprises there, but 
my my <sighs> quite enormous ego took a little bit of a dent over the weekend. Oh. I'm fine with it now, but I am certainly. So you found a way to polish that dent out a little bit. So I buffed it out. As, yeah. I just buffed it out. Yeah, and it's mine, and I can buff it as fast as I want. Exactly. Um, but I certainly uh, am not expecting anything more than a thank you for your time. Oh, look, well, look, you mentioned the podcast, so there's a very good chance mm. generous Jeff, yes, is listening. Well, he did bring it up. He actually on his phone. He goes, "Oh, South Road Boys," and he actually brought up, "Oh, erotic reading roulette." So I had to explain that to him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that is the platform to launch yourself from for a new career. Hello, <laughs> hello, proudly presents Joe Mather. In the leading rollers, Renee can be heard weekly on his podcast, The South Road Boys. Star of erotic reading roulette. And everyone's just like, ooh, what's that? It's erotic and it's reading. He must be learned. And then they're like, oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh that's, that's not at all what I was expecting. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh certainly not. Yes. Can't believe they'd let someone like that on the boards. Oh, the great unwashed. Yes. Take Nana back home. Yes. Take her home before she hears any of this filth. Filth. Depravity. <laughs> anyway. But speaking of the 90s, oh. I'm going to uh, jump straight into... Time for the Guru. Time for the Guru, my countdown, official countdown student diary for 1990. Last week, yes. um, look, it was eye-opening, it was riveting, oh, and, and it was one of the best weeks for the diary because it was we've had birthday. so far. Because we actually discovered something factual in there. Yes. We discovered one of the the uh, the silent uh, contributors. Oh, yes, true that. And, and there was a little bit of proof that we, it was a person. We we jumped on the Facebooks, we checked the birthday, it was her, mm. we clarified it is her, and she, taking her down. Big shout out to you, Em. And what? Is going to happen this time. Well, this is the start of June, and last year, last year, last week, we didn't get an opportunity to go through the no, quiz because we're too busy talking about the riveting film that is Notting Hill <laughs> and Tarleton. What is it? Tunbridge. Tunbridge. Once again, fucking Tunbridge. Tourism Tunbridge has contacted us and probably wants to sponsor the show. Yeah, look, I, I tell you what, you know, um, we've put such a firecracker up their ass. Yes. Of Tourism Tunbridge. I think that was in Nutting Hill. They the actually believe, they believe yes. they're a show to win Tiny Towns next year. I wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. All we have to do is be able to find the bloody thing. Exactly. I mean, just the fact that it's all T's. Just clean up the fucking bridge and you'll Tiny win. Towns winner of Tasmania is Tunbridge. I mean, how many T's do you need? <laughs> Fuck. We haven't got, I mean, we've got the TT line that comes exactly. into Tasmania. That's basically Tunbridge, Tasmania. Tunbridge, Tasmania. <laughs> I don't think it's still the TT line that comes in, is it? Uh, no, it's not. It's still, I think it's the TT line that runs it still, though. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, so. June. Anyway, fuck the, off, Tunbridge. The, the Try harder. <laughs> Try hard, Tunbridge. The caricature for this month of June is Mr. Jump Street himself. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Oh, fantastic. And apparently, in Tipex around Johnny Depp is uh, a love heart with the words, yummo, cute, he's mine, beautiful, sexy, yummy. So I obviously quite liked Johnny Depp back then in 1990. He had the best, uh, what's the best way to look at Um... Menstrual cycle death in a horror film, ever. Because in Nightmare on Elm Street, he was on a bed and he got sucked into it and then his blood just covered the walls and it's ceiling everywhere. And I think it's because they were saying he was possibly a girl. No. 
It was a waterbed, and Freddy's response was, How's that for a wet dream? Really? That's my memory of no, it. I mistook that completely. Fuck. There could have been blood everywhere. Feminine. No, there could have been blood everywhere. You know, that, that was um, you know, it was blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But know, on a serious note, it was a great death scene. It really, and one of the best Nightmare on Elm Street's out. The, the original. Oh, the original was great. It really yeah. was. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out. If you turn around and say, that's a bit naff, well, fuck off. Fuck off, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> Back to 1990. Now, I didn't write this. I know this for a fact, but um, let's just see what happened. Quote of the month. Do you wash your hair in sun silk? Said by Adam B to Alex W. Now, I don't know who Adam B is, but Adam I do remember B. Adam B in my class. But I certainly remember Alex Walker, okay. who was also in my grade. So two boys talking about Can I just say perhaps. the lesson to be learned here, kids? Put your surname it in. doesn't happen now. <laughs> no, as in don't put your name on things. Because decades later, it can come back to haunt you. In somebody else's yeah. student diary. Um, the different scenario now is that it's probably social media is now the version of this. Yeah, true. Whereas you shouldn't, don't get on social media and say stuff you may regret, kids, because mm. it will come back. It'll Who come back. last really embarrassed you? Kathy? Kathy. And Anne. Oh. I don't know. I know Kathy. I can't remember Anne. But anyway. Uh, Favourite teacher? None of them. Oh, <laughs> wow. Least favourite teacher. I've you written one down. I have not. Someone Mystery has. author has. Mystery author. Miss Newman. Miss Newman. She was our PE? Science. Science. Miss Hart was PE. Was too. Miss Newman right. was uh, science. Blonde hair, frizzy. Slightly angry. Slightly um, angry. <laughs> fucking if you were a teacher at a Penguin High School, wouldn't you have been? Yeah. What, Teacher in general. Uh, here's one for you. Now, once again, I didn't write this, but we'll, we'll read it as written. Right. What member of your family would you most like to leave on a desert island and why? So this is going to give us a tip to who this might be if we know the family member. Megan, because she's a faggot. Whoa, wowzers. <laughs> yes. That's a bit harsh. Well, it is. I don't know Especially who Especially Megan- in 1990. Mind you, isn't it funny how the word faggot, that's just... Disappeared over time. After Diet Straits put it in, you know, money for nothing, that's pretty much <laughs> it. That was it. That was the last time it got used in popular <laughs> vernacular. Have you ever stayed up all night? Yeah. Have you ever wanted to be a punk? Yeah. It's so wild. Yeah. Most violent thing you've done? Punched Dylan in the face. Dylan? I reckon. Well, that'd have been Dylan from um, Beverly Hills 9210. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it was dead now, too, by the way. Is he? Do you reckon. It wouldn't have been Dylan Hartvaker, would it? Oh, I don't know whether you punched him in the face. If you were his brother, Sean? Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what family event have you had to go to that was left blank? What colour should cats be and why? Green, they'd blend in with the grass. This is why I love the diary every Mm. week. The things I learn. Is the comedy company, (laughs) that dates you if you know what that is, is the comedy company really funny? Yeah. Um, Favourite record of the month? Dunno. But in Tipex, (laughs) Alana Miles. Black oh, Velvet. Oh, Black Velvet. I have it on Which vinyl. was a great song. Got it behind me in the box. <laughs> That's what she said. Mm. What's in the box? She was, not only just a great song, but I told her she was nearly the wet dream girl of the time. Canadian, I think. Mm. 
Canadian yep. cowgirl. She was out on the deck wearing like the black leathers and all that kind of Mississippi thing. Mississippi in the middle mm. of a dry spell. Uh, least wanted to pause the podcast have a moment <laughs> with me singing and you looking at the album cover. Not weed. Um, least favorite record Dumb of the weeder. month. <laughs> and it's only Monday. <laughs> least f- least favorite record of the month. Kylie Minogue. Oh, really? Apparently, it was the nineties. Though she didn't. Mm. Really, there was all stock Aitman and water stuff. True. But this week, uh, starting from the fourth, what do we got today? Is the seventh. We are. So uh, Monday the fourth, first Conspiracy of Hope tour begins in nineteen eighty six. Don't know who Conspiracy of Hope are. No, neither. Uh, Mags from Fuzzy Box was born in nineteen sixty four. The fuck is Fuzzy Box? Correct. Happy okay, th- right. Happy birthday, Mia Baby Chips and Gravy. Um, Mia Cream has turned six. Sixteen uh-huh. on Wednesday, the sixth of 16. May. Sixteen, yeah, but now she's just turned forty. I don't believe she was ever sixteen. Mm. Uh, but it, oh, she also shares the birth date with D D E C Lee L E from Style Council, born in nineteen sixty four. Couldn't tell you who they are. Uh, I remember the band. Mm. Couldn't tell you what the songs are though. Uh, the Purple Man himself, Prince, was born in nineteen sixty on the seventh, which is today. Uh, the 8th, Bonnie Tyler, Total Eclipse of the Heart, was born in 1951. On Saturday the 9th, Michael J. Fox was born in 1961. You go with the birthdays. As was Johnny Depp, 21 Jump Street, 1963. But here's the gossip. Oh. Snuff, S-N-U-F-F, yep. is, a circle, uh, is a love heart around it with an arrow. 22nd birthday. Now, here's the thing. Kelly loves Snuff. According to my diary. Can I? Okay. Now, Kelly would have been sweet 16, never been kissed. Bullshit. If she's going out with Snuff, Can I just who's 22. Out, um, there's two options here. Yes. Right? Whoever Kelly is, mm. um, I feel sorry for you on both these options. Mm. <laughs> Number one, um, you've either got a really weird thing for Muppets in Sesame Street, like Snuffleupagus. True. Yep. If you got, if you, I mean, you might have thought he was cute, maybe. Yes. Whatever. Or the other one is, I mean, snuff films, which are when um, basically people are killed during sex. Yeah. If you love snuff, or you're a sick individual. True. Or there is the third option because What's that? you're not. Well, you're a bit more dark and twisted I've, than I I've am. I've gone the two most obvious versions. Have you? Yeah, definitely. Have you really? Yeah, I think they're the two. What happens if she was a big fan of the 1800s and she. Bit of snuff. So there's a term that's disappeared too, isn't it? <laughs> there's a thing that's yeah. disappeared. It's just been replaced with cocaine. So it's either Muppets, drugs, death porn, or drugs. All the wound in my book. Wow. <laughs> you can do all three. Well, I suppose um, you actually could because you could be having sex with the Muppet while doing the drugs and no day on the film. Perfect. Bang. <laughs> and on Sunday, the 10th of June, uh, Maxi Priest was yeah. born in 1961. And that rounds out Joe's... Official Countdown Student Diary for 1990. And I would just like to say, a uh, bit of writing next week, mate. Jesus. There could be some juicy or not juicy. Speaking of um, a bit <laughs> like music and, and back then. Yes. Not, not quite 1990, but what? close. Uh, 1986, though. You know mm. a song I thought of today? And and not for the obvious reason by the title at all. Okay. Uh I was thinking about Clarence Carter. Clarence Carter. Clarence Carter. Now, do you Agent remember? Carter's brother? Uh, no. In 1986, Clarence mm. Carter had a big song that came out. 
Mm. Big song. I'm sure it is. The name Clarence Carter, no matter, okay, how, many case, to- I'm gonna no matter how many times you say it, ain't ringing any <laughs> more bells. If I put in the lyric, Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter, Carter. Oh, shit. Clarence Carter. Does that bring back anything? No. If I said stroking, does that bring anything? I stroke it to the east. (laughs) I stroke it to to the west. west. And I stroke it to the woman that I I love best. Stroking. Clarence Carter. (laughs) Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter. Oh, shit. Clarence Carter. Um, I don't know what made me think of it. I was thinking of artists. That- <laughs> you were by yourself alone. <laughs> no, 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 reason. And then you it's were like, that. stroke it. <laughs> Mum, I'm in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> I don't want a towel. Um, but I was thinking about artists where you, you know you have songs that were just huge for the time. <laughs> and, they, and they disappear. Yes. For some reason, Clarence Carter came up. Has he done anything lately? Well, here's or is th- he just on the Stroker tour? You see, this, <laughs> this, is, this is the thing. Well, actually, Carter. mind you, if if he was releasing an album in 1986, he's probably had a stroke by now. <laughs> he's in a retirement village <laughs> and he's still stoke it through the east. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit bad taste, wasn't That's it? That's terrible. So... Clarence Carter, for a bit of info, a bit of info on Clarence Carter, because I know what Hit the listeners with are straight away going, I would what love happened? to know. What happened? About Clarence. Um, he was actually, he was didn't know this, Clarence Carter was blind. Okay. There was a lot of blind black artists back then. Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, Karen Cla- Carter. Clarence Carter. Can you name one other? <laughs> That's a lot. It's good, fair enough. Mind <laughs> you, Stevie and Ray, they were probably a little bit earlier than the 80s. A little bit, but Clarence was also born in '36. Oh shit! The, from the cut from the same cloth. He wasn't a uh, a young boy when Stroking came out, so he would have already watched fifty. He would have been fifty-two. Hang on, hang on, Ray oh. Charles. Let's have a look. Ray Charles was born. Look at this. Are we going to discover a conspiracy? Uh, he was born in 1930. Right, whereabouts? Whereabouts is he born, by the way? Does it say? Uh, Where does it say? Georgia, okay. Albany, Georgia. Right, right. Clarence is Alabama, which is close. That's mm-hmm. a southern state. Mm-hmm. And let's go, Stevie Wonder. And Stevie Wonder was born 1950. Really? Yeah, he's a young man. Yeah, and he was born in Michigan. Right. But the two southern boys, I was thinking maybe, do you reckon the American Air Force, because they would have been born in the 30s, maybe post-World War One, they were doing some sort of trials on weaponry. Well, that's what I'm kind of wondering. Like, what's Something the, in the water. What's the go? What did they do? But here's the thing. So you explained to me there was an artist you played a, a track for a couple of weeks ago, mm. um, and, you, and it was a filthy track. Oh. Like, lyrically. <laughs> yes, Luce, Lucille Bogan. Oh, it was filthy. It really was. It was dirty. From 1920. Filthy. 1920. And I was really amazed that I'll go back, I thought, I wonder what Clarence has done. Since 1986? Well, no, just in his career. Oh, okay. Yep. So the dude has had, um, and I guess kind of, one, two, three, four, five, six, the sound of Troy thinking out loud. um, I think that's, I'm counting, uh, 39 albums. Fuck me. That's... And I think there's been... That's Willie Nelson uh, territory. 
think there's been maybe one, maybe two best ofs in that. Okay, yeah. So, you know, upper end of 35 albums. And what genre would he fall into, do you reckon? He basically, I think, falls into kind of that blues, blues soul sort of thing. The Ray Charles But he had an album vibe. in 2020 Shit. called Mr. Old School. Obviously. It was also an album in 2015, 2011, 2010, 2009, 2007. You had three albums in 2007. Has he won a Grammy? 2005, 2003, 2001. Nearly every year or two, the picture brings an album out. <laughs> he's, just, he's just churning them out. He's written but, more songs than Dolly song, Parton. But here's the thing, though. In 1968, <laughs> Hang this on. what brings me back. Are they all just versions of Stroke It? No, I don't think they are. <laughs> it's just with a different backbeat? No. <laughs> touch it to the east and I touch it to the but, west. You know, but this, this guy, so they were saying that when he got to a certain point, um, blues kind of lost its feel a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when disco came in, blues kind oh, of disco lost its everything. ground. Yeah. Um, so, and he kind of changed, but he... Um, he came back and had a few other tracks, and he went okay. But he had a song with Buddy Ed, um, Eddie James as well. I mean, Eddie James is as classic as blues gets. Correct. I mean, this guy's been around forever. But what I'm getting to is, at the end of 1960, <laughs> finally a point. At the end of 1968, <laughs> yes, right. He brought out. It was a seasonal pop hit. A seasonal seasonal pop, pop hit. Now you could. Is this like the Boys of Summer sort of thing? No. It's, yeah, it makes sense when I tell you. Yeah. It was a bit raunchy, and apparently it was a pretty funky song. Yes. Backdoor Santa, it was called. Oh, Backdoor Santa. <laughs> Backdoor Santa. I've heard that song as Have well. Have you really? Yes. Is it about oh, what it sounds like it's I about? I couldn't tell you. Because <laughs> I know it's one of those ones that gets, during the Christmas period, obviously radio DJs try and drum up controversy. And it's like... Uh, baby, it's cold outside. Yep, which is effectively it, it almost sounds like a date rape song. Right, okay. You know, she's like, "I've got to go home," and he's like, "No, baby, it's cold outside. Let me give you one more drink." And she's like, "Oh, this drink tastes funny." He goes, "No, it's okay. Just stay the night." So it's basically you slip to a roof and he's going to try and shag her. Backdoor Sandra is one of those ones that they also yeah. trape out. Going, oh, hang on. <laughs> So just to throw this in there from uh, he's a he's um have we got the lyrics? His chart sing oh oh let's see if I find it. I can find I'll find you the lyrics that. for you. His yep. chart singles, right? Clarence Carter. I mean, who would have thought that this was a place for Clarence Carter news? <laughs> some of his singles, certainly not Clarence. <laughs> some of his singles from sixty seven through to eighty eight, right? To show that the guy's got a little bit of a one track mind. Mm. Um, his first song or sing was uh, single was called Tell Daddy. <laughs> um, which even back then it's a little bit like hello, hello. Backdoor Santa snatching it back. The feeling is right. Doing our thing. Take it off him and put it on me. Uh, we've got um, slipped, tripped, and fell in love. Oh, that's sneaky. Uh, scratch my back. We've got um, sixty minute man. Dude, well played. <laughs> well done. Ooh. High five. And then we finish with I got caught. It's the it's a monster thing. <laughs> It's a monster. And, and wow. Strokin' was his last chart release. Backdoor Santa. Backdoor Santa. I met a little shorty in my math class. I saw her with a Hello Kitty backpack. Love the way she talked when she turned on. I love the immaturity be she bring on. A thicky with a 5'8 body. She'd be passing all her classes. She ain't retarded. I keep her ass around for the most part. But when she ain't around, it just goes dark, constantly talking back and forth. You're the one that I'm rapping for. Keep my ass in check for sure. Uh, check my freaking repertoire. Let me know if I've been fucking up. 
hit me with a hit me up if I've been hitting wrong. Hit me up if I if I don't hit enough, girl. But I just don't open up that. Oh, but just don't open up that door. It's ruined the lives before, and then it's expletive out. Right, baby got me thinking too much. Hope she don't find herself in my thoughts, thinking about how her body must feel. Her sex appeal got me running. Didn't wow. she have a Hello Kitty bag? Yeah. Like, how old is this girl meant to be? Uh, anyway, but um, yeah, but Clarence Carter. Yeah, it really does sound about like a song about anal sex. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't think I, I don't think Clarence Carter is burying the lead. Like I think he's he's got it all out there on Front Street, and he's yeah he's upfront and honest about what he wants. Yeah, but <laughs> apparently so. So there you go. That's a um, Clarence Carter news <laughs> on the South Road Boys. So, um, for those who have been waiting 109 episodes for that, you finally You're welcome. your moment. Well You're welcome. 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 Hmm. Uh, speaking of things from the 90s, because why not? Well, we're there. Have you seen that? Dun, 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 so it has been told you that it's going to be this way. He's back on reunion. TV. Yes, the reunion is back on. Not really back on TV. It's like an episode. No, it's just a get together. Sitting on the couch talking about shit. Yeah, trying to basically wring the last couple of bucks they can out of that TV series. Now, there was something that came out of the interview, and I. I call bullshit. Oh. And I want to know whether or not you also call bullshit. Okay, right I will say I haven't seen it. I've seen it's on Binge there to watch. Oh, I haven't watched it. Okay, right. Yeah, I'm reviewing this. Oh, fantastic. Something I haven't watched. Right, I love it when we review things that we haven't actually seen on Yeah, I've, I've carried on Facebook. Awesome, it. fantastic. I've read a headline and a small excerpt and I've extrapolated that out. And come up to my own conclusions. Nice, good. Based nothing in Looking truth. forward to hearing them. It's as hard-hitting journalism as you're going to get. So, apparently the class of friends, or the group mm-hmm. of friends, had this long-awaited, let's get back together and let's talk about how great the show was and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Now, as we know, there was the Ross and Rachel thing and the Chandler and whatever. The boys say, and this is the thing that gets me, the boys say... There was an unwritten rule that no one should be, you know, dating or shagging each other on the show. Okay. Yep. You know, that was a rule that was set out and because we all agreed that it would ruin the friendship. Right. I fucking call bullshit. I reckon <laughs> I reckon Jennifer Aniston has just gone, No, I'm not fucking you. I don't want to fuck you. Let's just make it a rule for the T V show. <laughs> 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 and so they never had to have that that Matt LeBlanc being, you know, constantly hitting on them. Like, I oh, remember the rule. The like, rule. We're not dating anyone from the show because yeah, it'll the affect the chemistry. Yeah, we made a rule. Like, I'd yeah. like to. Like, yeah. I think you're hot and I really want to suck your cock, but I can't. Sorry. Because, yeah, yeah, we made the rule. Like, Courtney Cox, like, loves it. Yeah. But not yours. Yeah. Soz. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> do you, what do you reckon? Do you reckon it really was a, a, a Matthew Perry sort of Matt LeBlanc rule that was real, that they were like, yeah, we don't want to fuck them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I've got to say, you, you could definitely be seen that way. The fact if, that you could try to find another way around it just to 
I oh, know we, we're too cool for that. Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, Jennifer Ibstein, Jennifer Ibstein, <laughs> Ibstein, Ibstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. She didn't do anything. She didn't. Not, she, not with them. Yeah, no. All three of those ladies. God, she is still a ridiculously attractive woman. But all of those Especially ladies. She's a bitch. <laughs> probably. But all of those ladies, very attractive. And their TV persona seems that they are, you know, fun and nice to be around. Can you tell me? <laughs> if you were single, ready to mingle, and you were like, fuck, we work in TV, we're here 12, 16 hours a day, yeah, we don't five even get to days see a week. anyone else. Like, there's either that or the key grip. Yeah. Well, <laughs> quite frankly, his grip's a bit too key for me. I, I've basically spent nearly every night listening to Clarence Carter. <laughs> Stroke it, too. That's all I'm doing. Get out, Mum! I've got calluses. <laughs> Mum, can you put moisturiser on the shopping list? <laughs> oh, Troy, why are we going through so much conditioner? <laughs> It's 15 litres this week. <laughs> anyway, can you tell me they wouldn't have wanted to have a crack? And do you reckon that was the nice way that the girls put them down? Ah, oh, well, like, we'd love to. Like, yeah, mmm, dreamy. But we've made a rule. But we've made a rule. <laughs> no. Nah, they were friends zoned. I, I re- that was the original friend zone. I- <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's how it came up. Oh, that's how the friend zone was invented. Correct. The cast oh. of the female cast of friends invented the, the friend, friend zone. zone. Yep. That's great. Um, look, I've got to say, um, I reckon there would have been some shenanigans. Everyone in this interview said, Nyeh. Nah. And I'm just saying, I reckon the boys wanted to, and the girls were like, nah. <laughs> but allegedly, allegedly, that maybe Ross and Rachel in real life actually had a bit of a love connection. Oh. But didn't take it anywhere because of the golden rule. The it does make zone. you wonder too, though. I mean, I know Joey was kind of the, you know, the, the too cool for school kind of guy. Uh, but, I mean, Ross and, and Bing, in all honesty, if they weren't famous on telly, they're not picking up in a bar. Oh, Chan- uh, you're talking about Chandler because um, Bing and... Is that it? Oh, is no, it? yeah, yeah. Um, Chandler. Chandler Bing, yeah. Yeah, Chandler yeah. Bing. But they're, if they're not famous on a TV show, they're not picking up in a bar. They, they, were, they were pretty average toadstools. I understand, but I think, <laughs> yeah, I think they're famous. So I reckon they did. Them. So, yeah, they did, but not to the girls, though. Because no, they're, they're, they're all on the same level. Exactly. They're the same. Like, you're just another guy. So they're, just, so they're still just a, not, a good-looking guy in a bar. With some hot chicks. <laughs> They're still not hitting that. Exactly. You may you, your surname may be LeBlanc, but you're still American. If um you're not fancy in French. If they were out in the open in the grazing in the fields in the wild. And they were watching the T V show and saw them on telly. Good chance they're tapping some. Mm. But when they're on the same level, no, nah, not getting any. No chance. Nah. And you can tell it's it's gone through to um Joey as well. It's it's <laughs> gone to his head because he was the only one that was fat now. Yeah. And he was the, the good-looking kind of I-can-get-any-chick-on-the-planet guy back then. Dude's I been grazing. I saw him. And I still haven't seen I've only seen the preview of the trailer that came up on That's all I've seen. Yeah. But I did see there was uh, a, a talk show that Matt LeBlanc was on, and it was someone like, I'm going to say, what's the little girl out of the girl? Fuck, how old am I? Um, what's the name of the, the actress who is in Game of Thrones, Mother of Dragons? 
the blonde girl. I don't actually know her name, but I know who you mean. Okay. Because she's been in one of the Terminator movies as well. And- Sarah Chron- Chronicles and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so she yeah. said, whilst on this show, that she actually just, she may have divulged that she may have had, at the time, during Friends, a slight crush a on crush. Matt LeBlanc. Look, a lot of people would have done. And so the host has gone, Matt, would you ask her the question? And he's gone, all right. And so he's turned away. Oh, yeah. And she's just, she's just blushed. <laughs> now, this, is, this woman has been on massive TV shows. Yep. One of the biggest shows that's ever been on the planet. Like, yep. it's second probably only to The Walking Dead mm-hmm. in regards to its popularity, if it's that. And he's just gone, how you doing? <laughs> and she's gone 50 shades of red. But you know why that worked, though? Because when she had the crush, she was just a fan. She was she Fangirling. was a normal pleb. She was a fangirl. Yeah. And so it took even her back though to when now she was 16. they're on the same level of probably worldwide fame, mm. um, she is still that person back then. Yeah, and all he well he took over Top Gear. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because Jeremy Clarkson had a hissy fit, and yeah, I remember that happening. But I must have been—I never really watched the so show. So I'm going to quit. And they went, "See ya." And the other boys went, "Right, well, we can get your job back, Jeremy. We'll tell them that we quit as well." And the producers went, all right, fuck off then. <laughs> and so they they thought, well, what are we going to do? We're going to need new hosts of Top Gear. And I don't know, whether, did you ever watch the show? No. I watched it religiously because I quite like cars. Yep. Um, and they had a segment which was- It's a, the one area where you're actually more manly than I. What, it's the only one area. Because I watched car shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that you also use um, garden power tools that cut shit. Yeah, I use petrol powered ones yeah. as well. And you also like heights. I don't mind heights. Yeah. I, I don't have an affinity for them, Shit, but I don't you mind. You may actually be more, more manly than I. Yeah, but you can grow a beard. <sighs> I win. <laughs> you win. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> Crisis over. I was getting all stuttery. I was starting to panic. <laughs> I was getting a cold sweat. I had goosebumps. <sighs> um, and- Suddenly, I was a bottom. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the fuck? <laughs> We're just taking your temperature, Troy. <laughs> um, anyway, You're the one saying, how you doing? Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> um, so the other Joe's just like, come hither. Come hither. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> um, they had a segment called A Star in a Reasonably Priced Car. Right. So they basically got them in a Daihatsu charade or whatever, fucking a small little buzz box, a Mazda 3 or whatever, and they got famous people to drive them around a track. Mm-hmm. And whoever got the best time out of the stars... Julian Anderson actually did that in one episode. She most certainly mm. did. So, and that was the first time I think I heard her in her native tongue. Okay. Um, I'd like her to see her native tongue. Mm. Anyway, moving on. Matt LeBlanc, I think, won that season. He was the fastest star in a reasonably priced car. Like, fucking quick. Do you know who else is really fucking quick? Tom Cruise. Not as fast as Brian Johnson, former lead singer of ACDC. Oh, really? That man can fucking drive. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously drive. And Jamiroquai. That's random. Yeah. Like, they had some people on there who you were like, how the fuck can you do <laughs> some that? Some people going, Jamiroquai, what country is that? <laughs> exactly. And then they had other people who were like, this is the first time I've driven a manual. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, I suppose. You live a different life, so you wouldn't have needed to. Yeah. And it was also quite fun when they had um, F1 stars in yeah, the cars. Okay. If you ever want to see... shitty cars. If you ever want to see competitive, get a professional race car driver in Alanos, <laughs> and they had to keep that 
two of those particular cars through like the 10 seasons because obviously they weren't getting a Formula One star every week. Mm. They would maybe get one or two a year. Yep. So every year they'd put them back in the original car and they'd have a, an ongoing tally. The Formula One guys were the most ultra competitive. Like, <laughs> they just wanted that shit. They were out there in this fucking buzz box making sure the tyre pressures were right and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> For <laughs> fuck's sake, mate, it's a Gemini. <laughs> it's a Gemini. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> it's a Datsun 180B, not the 120Y. <laughs> anyway, so there you go. Matt LeBlanc took over Top Gear. There you go. I don't know how that came up, but it did. Um, out of friends, but can I just say, though, speaking of things that can break down mm. and how you might look at them differently. Oh, okay. Um, but no, it is coming down to relationships. So oh. I have a conundrum question to finish off. Okay. This wondrous hour. Yes. To finish off what we commonly know as the 189. The 189. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to add a bit of depth and seriousness. But okay. No, this is actually a true life story. IRL. So there was a man. Are you just asking for a mate? <laughs> there, there was a man. Uh, no, who um, is thinking about ending his relationship mm-hmm. with his uh, bride-to-be. Okay. And he just wasn't sure whether it was the right thing to do. Mm. So we decided to go on Reddit and pose the question. Okay. Uh, which is fair. Why would you not ask a bunch of complete strangers on the internet exactly. whether or not you should continue a relationship yeah. with your fiance? Yeah, and look, it's did he put any context? Yeah, a little bit of context and a um, photo, or uh, no, just... there, there was no. Fo- well, I don't believe there was a photo. Just context, just context. Okay, um, so <laughs> to the context. Okay. Look, he still loves her. I'll put on my. I'll put on my relationships advice. Right, he still loves her. Um, but unfortunately, there was a car accident, and his wife to be is now a paraplegic. His fiance, yep. <sighs> wife to be sounds better. Bride to be, wife to be. I could have said fiance, but I just think it. I don't know. It had a bit of spin to it. Oh, fair enough. Okay, he's bride to be. Yeah, fucking shut up. It's my story. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so, not asking for a mate. <laughs> yeah, so there was a car accident. Yes. Um, she's now a paraplegic. Right. So can't move from the neck down. So he's basically come oh, no, out. Para, that's waist down. He's basically come out and and just explain that, um, you know, like life, life's not going to be the same now. Mm. I mean, essentially, the the life that he thought he was going to have mm. is obviously now going to change. Yes. Um, you know, he's like, you know, I I feel like I've been seen as the bad guy if I don't marry her. I love her, mm. but her becoming a paraplegic has seriously altered how we live our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, you know, to, ca- to clarify, her disability was from a car accident, not an illness. Yes. I think about our future, and I don't see how we'll be a good fit now. Um, I can no longer be acti- active with her. Obviously, they're both very active people. Mm-hmm. Sex will be a challenge. <laughs> Would have still done it, obviously, but yeah. it be a challenge. Um, and he's going to be basically a caretaker for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. And he's asking the question of, am I an arsehole if I now go, you know what? This isn't the life that I wanted. So I'm going to walk away. Mm, Craig David. Craig David it. So it, I've got to admit, look, we could take the piss out of this, and we probably will, because <laughs> that's what we do. Yes. Uh, but uh, it did make me think a little bit, because you know what? We're, we live in an era now. Mm. We live in an age where people say, 
if you're not happy in a relationship, you don't need to stay there. You don't owe anyone anything. It's all about you. You can walk away. You can yep. live the life that you want. That's fine. Hmm. No one can hold that against you. But, geez, you look like an arsehole when your bride-to-be becomes a paraplegic and you go, what? No, I can't get a blow job now without a lot of effort. Well, you can. <laughs> without a lot of effort. Yeah. Um, can't have a bit of sex. Um, I love you, but, but I'm going to leave you. Okay. Where do you sit, Joe Mather? Opposite you. Um, <laughs> where I sit is where he's an arsehole is he's gone to Reddit <laughs> to get validation for the way he's already thinking. Oh, validation or, or clarity? No, he's, he's already made up his perspective. He's Joe. already made up his mind, and he wants someone to validate his decision that he's going to leave. Because if he was going to stay, he wouldn't have gone to Reddit. So he wants. Isn't Reddit just a new age therapy, though? No, it's not. No? <laughs> no isn't, it, isn't it like a, an online Dear Dolly? Sure. Okay. Well, you could think about it that way. Yep. Um, but I think, though, that I think he's probably already made the decision that that he could no longer continue with a relationship. And what he needs to do is find people who will validate, it's okay to think about you, life has changed, Look, it's a bit of a dick move, but you're not an asshole. Move on. That's what I, in seriousness, that's why I think he's done, gone there. But, <laughs> but, 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 imagine the parking spots you're going to get. <laughs> the tickets at the football. Fuck. Oh, hello. In front of every line at Disneyland. Fantastic. The sympathy shag you're going to get, like, I'd really like, like I'm married, but my wife's a paraplegic, so she can't do it anymore. Can I put my dick in you? Yeah, it's like, is it an open relationship? Well, can you can you swing that? Can you be married to someone who physically can't be involved in the relationship the way that she was? Is she open to go, you know what, I understand that you have needs. needs. You know, you've been listening to Stroke It for, like, yeah. on repeat, so... <laughs> <laughs> like like your Troy Barnes. Oh like, shit, Clarence Carter. Clarence Carter. You've got you've got the tattoo. Clarence Carter for life. <laughs> Clarence Carter for life. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and so I understand you've fan. got you've got needs. And you know what? If if that's what it takes, like if you're gonna be otherwise in all for all intents and purposes that the husband that I want you to be, but whenever you have the urge that you go and shag someone else because we can't do that anymore or let's just pretend that they can't do it anymore because mm-hmm. obviously there would be things that you may or may not be able to do. Yes, I would think so. But I wouldn't know what mental capacity or physical capacity that the, the bride-to-be would be in and what the logistics would be around that. So, you know, they might be able to make something work. Oh, look, sex swings, for instance. You know, everyone... You might have to get your mum and dad to help get her into it, but, well, you know... So phone you, a friend, you know. Phone a friend. Or maybe you just learn to love a bit of armpit sex. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, you lube up the armpit a little bit. <laughs> you know, the next thing oh. you know. <laughs> but here's, here's a, a, two questions, then. Mm. Do you think it's wrong to walk away from a relationship when the relationship changes so dramatically like that? Mm. Are you just a complete arsehole? Or is it okay to go say, you know what? This is not the life I signed on for. I know 
sounds like a bad thing to do, but I don't want to commit to this. It's a tough one, isn't it? The answer is I can't give you the answer. Like, it would be different now because I'm about to be married 25 years. Yeah. And if something happened to my wife now, my decision would be different than at the start of our relationship probably. True. Or my thought process. When So now you'd definitely leave if it was <laughs> Well, she would leave me. There's no question about it. I mean, she's looking for an opening. <laughs> <laughs> Anything will do. I mean, it's amazing how many times you've jumped out of the way of the car exactly. coming at you. Well, she's like, sorry, the wheel. I thought I was in reverse. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> no, a bit more to your left. <laughs> no, but okay. So when I was living in Melbourne, we had a friend of ours whose wife uh, went through depression mm-hmm. um, and tried to take her own life. Mm-hmm. And that was a really shit time. And they had only been married 12 months. And unfortunately, there was probably a bit of bipolar going on as well. Yep. Um, to the point where in their wedding planning book, at the front of the book, she was about, this is what we're going to do for the wedding. And then in the back of the book were these dark thoughts about ending her own life. Yeah, okay. You know, that was a really dark time for her and, and, and she didn't get the mental help that she needed. And her husband-to-be and then husband didn't, see the signs mm-hmm. or saw that anything was amiss. So she tried to to kill herself and was unsuccessful. But as part of that, she then became virtually a paraplegic. She sustained okay. injuries because she tried to kill herself with, with drugs, mm-hmm. but took the wrong combination. Um, and instead of killing herself, she actually just gave herself, I think, a stroke. Um, and the difficulty for her and him was that whilst she still was alive, her thought process didn't change. In fact, it became worse. Her depression came worse because now she was no longer able to... The situation was even more dire. Correct, because Mm. she was no longer able to do life without the need of an aid, Mm. whether or not that be a person helping her just do general household chores or, you know, bathing and stuff like that. But her brain was still the same. And then a little bit later on, she developed an an ABI, an acquired brain injury, um, where her memories became islands in her thought process. And she's not easy to reach. Yeah, and Mm. she couldn't connect those islands. So you and I, when we, we, you know, travel down Amnesia Lane and look back at the Countdown Diary for 1990, we'll be able to connect the dots and go. It's a weird lane, too. Fucking earth it is. Um, we'll be able to connect those dots, but she wasn't able to. So she'll have a pocket of a memory, but it won't be it won't be anchored to anything, mm-hmm. and she won't know what the context of that memory is. So it was really really hard for her because she was a really really bright and intelligent woman, um, and it came to the point in time where she could no longer even live in her own home because the care yep. level she that needed. she required was in a facility. Um. And she was constantly still pushing him away. And he stayed for five years. Um, They'd only been married a year and he stayed for five years doing everything he possibly could to try and help her physically and emotionally and trying to get her out of this. And she hadn't changed. She still didn't want to be there. And it wasn't him. It was just the depression and the the mental disorder. And so they ended up getting a divorce. He ended up saying, I can't do this anymore. Um, and he moved on. And and no one through that process, and, and me included, never said to him, fuck, you're a bit of a dick. You're an arsehole. Mm. But then again, he tried. 
And maybe that's what it is. Maybe what this guy needs to do is go, yeah, I understand things are going to be different, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. You know, and that's why. Yeah, so he basically should say, look, let's not get married yet. Let's just see how it goes. And that way when I leave, you won't get half my house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, that's my that's my very serious answer yeah, that, to it. Yeah, you went down a very serious lane there. Like I was just thinking we're going to maybe do some jokes and stuff, and then, and then you've had a moment where we nearly need to put up a fucking lifeline number. <laughs> I mean, but, but that said, if she's paralysed from the waist down, there's a lot of obstacles that you don't need to overcome anymore. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, any port in a storm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm mate, gonna leave mate. us on. I'm gonna leave us on on one statement. Oh, that's and it. You might, and you might be able to answer this question for me. It's a statement and a question. Oh, okay. Um, if you're looking after someone, why is it a caretaker? Why is it not called a caregiver? Some people are called caregivers. Hmm. Or you take care of something. You're a caretaker. That's, oh, you know what? Smarter people than I will know the answer to that. Yeah, well, we might talk to them next week. Hey, maybe. On that, I'm Joe. <laughs> I'm Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are. 